want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine that you are on duty to take your, your soccer child to soccer over the next couple of months. Maybe, maybe it's not your child, maybe it's your grandchild, maybe it's your niece, your nephew, but, but you're on duty and you're going to be taking them to soccer practices for a while. So you get there the first week and you get there early and you're set up, got your chair, everything in place. Remember I said we're imagining this. So you're there early and you're all set up and you're kind of waiting for everything to, to begin. And you, you look over and you see a family that's kind of scrambling. So they're, they're trying to get their soccer child where they need to be, where she needs to be. But they've got a, a little baby that, that's crying. They've got all their stuff. And so you, because you're there early, you, you make your way over to them and say, could, could I be of help? And they are so grateful for, for someone to lend a hand. And so you help them get their stuff settled, help them get their child where they, they need to go. And as you're talking with them, you, you learn that they have just recently moved here, like moved here to this country. And so they're still kind of trying to wrap their head around the culture, wrap their head around the language. And again, they're, they're just so grateful for, for your help. And so because you reached out to build a bridge with them, uh, a friendship develops. And so over the weeks to come, you're checking in with them. How are you doing? And about a month in, you check in one week and say, How, how's it going? And dad says, you know, our, our soccer daughter is, is really struggling this week. Like she's got this terrible cough. Um, her, her nose is just running constantly. Her eyes are itching. And we haven't had a chance yet to find a doctor. So we just went to the pharmacy, talked to the pharmacist, said, what would you recommend? And the pharmacist was, was kind of busy at the moment, but said, why, why don't you try this cough syrup? They, they pointed this cough syrup. And, and it just hasn't, hasn't been helpful at all. We're just kind of not knowing what to do. And so you, because you've had experience with this before, you know instantly that this is, this is more than a job for cough syrup. I mean, this is, this is pollen. This is a pollen allergy. And so you just tell them, you know, here's what you need. You, you need some Claritin. And so you pull it up on your phone. You pull up a picture. You text it to them. You say, pick up some of this this week and see if that doesn't help. Next week, they show up again. So grateful. Wow, that, was, that, that took care of it. That was what she needed. So the, the pharmacist was, was well-meaning, but pointed them to a solution that was not a solution. Every day, there are people around you and me who have spiritual problems that are getting pointed to solutions that are not really solutions. Every day, there, there are people who have real needs who are not being helped by the solutions that they're pointed to, to problems like grief, problems like, like emptiness, no sense of, of purpose in life, anxiety, fears. I mean, people are being pointed constantly to solutions that are not solutions. There is only one solution for all of our spiritual problems, and his name is Jesus Christ. And you and I have the opportunity to be that person who points those people in need to the one true solution, to, to build a bridge with them so that you can share good news with them that Jesus Christ 
is the solution to the, the deep need of, of their heart. We, we talked about this last week, and I just want to recap this. If you would take a Bible and turn with me to, to Acts 1.8. You and I have this opportunity to build bridges to connect people in spiritual distress with the, the only true answer to their issues. Acts 1.8 says this, you will receive power. These are some of Jesus' last words. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my, what does it say? Witnesses. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We, we talked last week that we are to be witnesses. We are called to be witnesses in two ways, both historically and personally. We're called to be witnesses of Jesus historically, that, that he was a, a real person who existed, walked this earth. There, there is verifiable history that Jesus lived, died, rose again, that he is in fact the, the only, he, he is unique among all the religious leaders of history in that he, he was not captured by the grave and kept in the grave he lives again. And so that's historical. And we are to be witnesses of that history. We are also to be witnesses of Christ personally and the change that he makes in each of us as we get to know him, as we walk with him, as he meets those deep personal needs in, in our lives. And so we are to be witnesses of Jesus here near and far. That's what Acts 1-8 tells us. We are, we are to be his witnesses in Jerusalem. That, that was the immediate place where his followers were. And then Judea was the surrounding area. Samaria then crosses cultures for people who live differently, look differently, think differently than we do. And then to the ends of the earth. These increasing spheres of, these expanding spheres of, of influence. So as a church, this is right where we want to be. Like there's, there's a lot of good things that we can do inside of our walls. And, and we need to do things to take care of our people inside of our walls. But then there's a lot of hurt outside of our walls. And we want to be involved in each of those expanding spheres. And so this month, what we're doing is we're, we're celebrating what is already happening in terms of building bridges and then we're talking about some things that are in development. And today we're going we're gonna to focus in on our Judea. So if, we're, if our Jerusalem is, is right here at Grace Point in, in Newtown, our Judea is Lower Bucks County, the, the local, the regional area here around us. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. If, if you are new here, what we typically do on a Sunday morning is we will open the scriptures and we will look at a passage and we'll spend our time explaining that passage and then applying that passage. So today we're doing something a little bit different. Today we're focused on applying what we explained last week. So if you missed last week, last week was the why behind everything that we're talking about here today. I would encourage you to go back and catch that online, uh, or you can download the podcast and listen to that. But we're going to focus on the application today of Acts 1-8, specifically in our local regional area here of Judea. And so to help us with this conversation about where we're involved in the near, I'm going to ask 
Joan Zeberlein to come and join me. Joan is our director of missions and hospitality. And so she's going to talk with us this morning about our near, and this is going to talk a little bit about the big picture of what's happening in, uh, in missions as well. So as we talk about near and local, I mean, as if missions was not challenging enough, Joan, I mean, then we get a pandemic thrown into things. Yep. And so it's kind of a challenge to get people out to, to work on things in the, in the community. But uh, despite that, a lot of fun things really happened this last year. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. You are so right. So COVID didn't make things easy for sure. However, a pandemic's not stopping Grace Point. Let me just say that. Amen. So I want to share some highlights of this year of what has happened so far, local and regionally, and you'll see some pictures coming up. So the first slide will remind you of the goodie bags for the homeless that we did back last April through the end of June. 40 bags weekly and sometimes twice a week were distributed um, over those months. So not only food and, and water and those kinds of things, but we also had cards that were made that were homemade. We had jewelry, some folks making jewelry. We had some folks make, making masks, which was a big deal early on in the pandemic. So that was a really neat outreach opportunity. The next one is our food drive that we had in September. And in this, I, I wrote down some statistics here so you would know. So we had two food pantries blessed by the amount of food that came in. Pendel Food Pantry received 571 pounds. And Church of Living Hope received 1,000 pounds. And that's a big deal because there was a lot of cereal boxes in there, just mm. saying. So that's a big deal to get those, those weights mm. up there like that. And we have ongoing pantry donations that happen all throughout the year. The next slide will remind you of Operation Christmas Child. Now, I know you're saying, okay, Joan, that's, that's a global thing. Yep, you're right. However, there is a local component to Operation Christmas Child. We provide the shoe boxes for drop boxes here in the area. And it's a, we had a church-wide packing party during a pandemic. Yes, we did. Where 400 boxes were packed. And in total, because of boxes that individuals brought plus the packing party, we donated 785 wow. shoe boxes. Wow. So that That's was awesome. back in November. And every one of them had the gospel in with them as That's it went all around the world. All around the world. So really cool. So it had a local component and a global mm -hmm. component. So two for the price of one. Yeah, yeah that's how we'll look at that. Um, in January, we partnered with Choice One again, where we did the baby bottle campaign like we've always done. But women's ministry under the direction of Sharon Sloan kicked it up a notch, and we had showers of blessings. And again, I wrote down some statistics here to share. We had 15 backpacks and seven baby tubs filled mm -hmm. to the rims and tons of boxes of diapers and wipes. All were donated to Choice One to use to bless the moms and the babies there. So that was really cool. That, that was a fun one. Like, many of you oh, were not goodness. able to like, be in the building at that point in January, but it was so fun to see those things getting delivered and piled up out there in the coffee area. I mean, it was like Amazon just brought in like a... 
an 18-wheeler and just like dumped it all right there. I know. It looked like Babies R Us out there. I don't even think that store exists, so we had it here at Grace Point. (laughs) Yep. And I don't have a slide for the next one, unfortunately, but I I want you to know that we had meals for the homeless and those in need. We did that in the month of February where we were filling the gap where advocates for the homeless um, were not delivering meals because they were asking the the homeless and those in need to come into shelters to get meals. Well, we discovered that there's about 20 to 30 people that would not do that. So for that month, we filled in that gap by having um, meals delivered to them and folks here at Grace Point provided the whole thing all the way to the dessert and yummy meals and good stuff in Langhorn allowed us to use their facility to be the distribution place for that. So that was even a double blessing there. Um, The next slide will be the reminder of women's outreach and fellowship under the direction of Lori Wilson here, and they provide for various organizations in Philly, and even though they didn't always come together and meet in person, these gals took home crafts and items and worked on them at home so that they could still be given out into the community, so that was a really sweet one as well. And then we have the quilting ministry under Barb Lewis's direction. And they've been continuing to provide quilts for regional hospitals, for children's hospitals. So that's continued. And then recently, we got to host a clothing and houseware drives, which you were part of. That yeah. was tons of fun, right? Yep, so great. we partnered with Good Stuff Thrift, which, who we just absolutely love. They support many ministries and charities that provide resources and um, support for children in our community. And we didn't fill up one. No, not just one. We filled up two trucks for good stuff. And, um, and we were told that it was indeed good stuff. Am I right, Denise and Ed? It was good stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then the last slide, um, or well, actually we don't have another slide for this, but just to continue to remind you that even small groups are participating in things that aren't even on the radar necessarily. So we had some folks give to Trenton Soup Kitchen. We had some folks um, donating their time and resources at Worthwhile Wear. And then I'm sure there's a host of things I haven't even mentioned that you've been involved in that I don't even know about. But was that a celebration of a year so far? Yes? Yes. I agree. I agree. I mean... To think, to think that all of that happened during like quarantine and chaos. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. That's, that's exactly right. For that. That's exactly right. Every time there was a need, Grace Point folks mm-hmm. delivered. It mm-hmm. was fantastic. So I, I know that both you and I really want to see us continue this and, mm-hmm. and even multiply this and, mm-hmm. and do even more. And you're working on something with the in, in the missions area yeah. that's going to position us to be able to do even more than this. So can you tell us about that? And, and to be like really strategic, to be yep. really intentional about the opportunities that we partner with. Can you talk to us about that? Certainly. So first of all, Grace Point has a deep, deep history in missions, including sending and supporting missionaries, engaging in global missions, as well as local regional missions, and sending short-term teams to many different areas of the globe, as well as our own backyard. So we've got a lot going on in missions. And there are no shortage of needs out there. There's no shortage of asks. And I've shared this with a number of people. Is When I first um, was handed this role uh, from Steve Weir, the role of director of missions, I was surprised how quickly emails and phone calls started to come in of organizations, agencies, or even individuals 
asking if we could partner with them in their endeavors. There was no shortage of asks. And every time I was like a deer in headlights because I had no strategy, no rhyme or reason why I would say yes or no. I was going with gut feelings, and my gut feelings kept saying yes, 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 because I didn't know how to say no. Yeah, whatever mood I was in that day. And you know I'm always usually generous. Well, always usually. Did you like that? I gave myself a way out there. Um, But anyway, there's no shortage of ass. So after thinking through this and praying about this and under the great direct counsel of Ellen Livingood, I recognized that a missions priorities team needed to be formed in order to figure out some strategy and lay out some priorities that aligned with what Grace Point's all about. So we have a missions priorities team. Okay. And who's part of that team? Well, you're on that team. Do you oh, remember yes. that? Yes, yes you're on that right. team. Yep. Yes, that's good that he remembers. And we have Keith Brown and Andy Nichols and Abby Ryder. And again, we're being um, led through the process with Ellen. And what I love about the missions priorities team is I know that it's going to, at the end, help us to be more strategic and intentional in what we're doing rather than going thin and wide. It will allow us to go deep and get us really entrenched in some, some great things. So I'm looking forward to that. As a matter of fact, later this week, later this week, not sure how much later this week, but later this week on the missions website, on the missions page on our website, you will find a survey that I would love for all of you to take individuals, not just couples. I'd like you to do this as an individual. And what that will help us do is to really nail down the DNA, the passions and the heartbeat of all of you, what you would like to see as rising to the top as what our priorities are. So we want you to have a voice in it, and that's the way we can do this. So check out and look for that um, survey that will come out later this week, and I'm sure we'll be sending it via social media as well. So that will be really important to get as much intel as we can. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. And so, and so the end goal of this missions priorities team mm-hmm. is to have a framework that you run every kind of opportunity through so that it really helps you make strategic decisions. That's right. That's right. And then prior to that um, being approved, then it will go to the elders. Mm -hmm. So the framework will do its job and then go to the elders to, for our final say, yeah, this looks like a good, good thing to be part of. So looking forward to this. So this grid, what will help us do is it will help us to align with our priorities, but it will help us decide also how we want to be involved. Do we just want to be a partner Mm -hmm. Or do we need ownership in this? You know, because there's different ways we can do that. And then this will also help us determine, well, who's involved? Is it a whole church thing? Or is it a ministry thing? Or is it a small group thing? So it will answer lots of questions, and I will no longer be fearful every time I open my email. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no more deer in the headlights. No more deer in the headlights. Right. That's right. Good. That's right. All right. So you're working on a strategy. Um, for for missions. I know you've also been working on a structure for your team that's going to just help us multiply the engagement and the number of people that can be involved. Can you tell us about that? Yes, would love to tell you about this. So a slide's going to come up to just show you uh, like a little web here of areas that are involved in Grace Point Missions. One thing that is missing on here is short-term teams, and that's solely because we're not traveling currently. Mm -hmm. 
that will be added to this diagram in the near future, God willing, okay, right? Willing. Okay, so there's several areas that you can engage in missions at Grace Point. And what I'm excited about with this structure is it will enable you to engage where you are most passionate, but I don't want you to stop there. I want you to allow God to stretch you and to get involved in missions in areas that you didn't think that you maybe were passionate about, but God laid that desire on your heart down the road. But right out of the gate here, there's lots of areas where you can be um, engaged in missions. So if you look at the local regional opportunities, we just highlighted what's going on this past ministry year. And a number of you, I know were sitting out there going, Oh, I did that. Oh yeah. I bought something for that. Oh, I brought in diapers. Oh, I did that. I did that. And you're exactly right. So that makes you part of the local regional community, but we want to know that you formally want to be part of that. So whenever we have these kinds of opportunities, we can say, Hey, this is what we're doing next. Are you in? And you can say yes or no, depending on your availability. Another circle that you'll see up there are um, missionary care. We have 19 missionaries that we are either the supporting church or the sending church for. 19. That's a lot of missionaries. And we want them to be known and cared for and loved by our Grace Point family. So if that's something that appeals to you, you want to support that work that our missionaries are doing all over the globe as well. Well, United States is part of the globe, so not as well as the United States. But here in the United States as well, we would love for you to be part of the missionary care community. And then you'll notice that there's Compassion Bolivia. And I was asking Steve this morning, how many years have we been involved with our partner church in Bolivia? Do you want to know what the answer is? Do you know it? I'm thinking it's over 10. It maybe. is. It's 11. Good oh, job. Okay, Good okay. job. Yes. So for 11 years, we've been partnering wow. with Compassion International in Bolivia. And we still have that partnership. And if that is something that's near and dear to you, we would love to have you part of that community. And I know you've heard us talk a lot about the Middle East Focus mm-hmm. community. So Focus, the F in Focus stands for first priority. Right? So that's why... Middle East Focus gets the top dog every time we're doing things and you're going to hear updates of that more regularly and and that's very, very um, prominent in our communications with you. However, we have a community a focused community that is growing by the day, and we would love for you to be part of this. So if you're sitting thinking, you know, I've never been really, you know, globally mission-minded. I've been more local, regional. Give this Give this little community a try. You might find out that you absolutely love um, the work that's being done there and, and what the team is moving forward. So lots of exciting things there. And how do they become part of that community? Okay, so easy, easy, easy. On the website, there is a form on the missions page, and there's how you get there. There is a link to a form that you can click off any area of missions that you'd be interested in being a part of. Okay, so not just the focus, but not any just, of those that you talked about. That's right, that's right. And But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that, oh, if I mark all of these, she's going to have me do all of them. Well, that might be true, but I will only have you do all of them <laughs> if you want to, okay? So there's no fear in um, signing up. It just puts you on my radar and on the team's radar, the various teams, that you're interested in these things. And we want to help you live out how God has designed 
designed and equipped you. Yeah. Okay, so they can go to that website. What if they're not really into going to websites and that kind of thing? Do you have a oh, thank you. form? I totally I forgot that. Yeah. I have it, but that's why you're, you. that's, yep. Yeah, that's right. So out when you leave this morning, we will have some folks handing out this, this page, and it has missions at Grace Point kind of um, gives you a summary of each of those items I just talked about, and it also gives you the website address to get to. And you can always email or call me because I will not be a deer in headlights if I hear from you. I will know exactly what to do. So I would love to hear from you. So don't be shy. All right. How's I that? am. That's awesome. And yeah, thank you for that amazing update. And this is, I, I'm really thrilled about this because my, my heart, my prayer for us at Grace Point is that every single one of us is involved in building bridges in one, at least one of yeah. those spheres, uh, maybe more more than one. But but the work that you're doing is really giving us opportunities yeah. and helping us make those connection points um, uh, to build those bridges. So um, I hope that you will take uh, advantage, check out that website, uh, pick up one of those forms on the way out. And look for the survey later. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really important. And please important. participate in that. That'll be really, really helpful yeah, for that really helpful. team. All right, well, yeah. let me pray okay. for our missions area. Pray for you. Thank you. Father, um, thank you for the opportunity to share the good news about Jesus Christ, the, who is the only solution to our spiritual problems mm-hmm. in, in this world. Lord, there's so many other things that are offered out there, and there's so many things that people are pursuing that cannot, cannot solve their sin problem, cannot solve the the emptiness and lack of purpose in their soul. Jesus, only you can do that. And so we thank you, Lord, for these these opportunities that are just ways to to put feet to our faith right here in in our community. And so I just pray over Joan. I I pray for her specifically on these local opportunities that that you would uh, help her to discern Lord, in the interim time here until she has that, uh, that grid put in place, that framework put in place. And I pray for that process, Lord. I pray over the, that missions priorities team and then the elder approval for, for their work. Lord, would you just work through all of that? Lord, we recognize that so many of the, the strategies and the, the tools that we put in place are, they're, they're imperfect, Lord, because we're, we're human. But Father, we ask for the, the breath of your spirit over those things so that uh, we as a church might, might be the body of Christ, Lord, that we might shine a light in this dark community. Uh, we might shine a light brightly by the good deeds that we do so that our Father in heaven may be glorified. Lord, we, we pray that you would work in us and work through us uh, so that you might work in others around us. And we pray those things in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Joan. Thanks for being with us here this morning. Let me just give you a quick reminder of what's coming over the next couple of weeks. Next Sunday, uh, we're going to have Michael Suderman with us, and he's going to be talking with us about uh, evangelizing a post-truth culture. So that's going to be helpful for every one of us in our Jerusalem, right where we sit, um, our, our neighbors, our coworkers, our friends who don't believe that there is an absolute truth anymore. How do we even start conversations with them? So Michael's going to be talking with us about that in the service. And then there's going to be a Q&A, an opportunity for you to ask him questions, which is just going to be a really, really fun time. He's done that a, a couple of times now with our men's ministry. So that's going to be after the second service. If you want to plan, I encourage you to plan and stay after. It'll be in this room. We will still do outdoor service at 10.30 next week, but if you're coming at 9 o'clock, come back 
at, uh, at 11.30, and we'll be doing that Q&A with Michael in here. That's going to be a great time. That will not be recorded or live streamed, so that's a live-only opportunity. Um, on the 23rd, we're going to be talking about FAR, so to the ends of the earth, we're going to be giving an update on our Middle East focus, and as Steve said, that will be the Sunday for our Taste of Lebanon. So plan to come out for the service and get an update on Middle East, and then um, enjoy lunch together as we fellowship together, Lord willing, with some good weather outside. And then the last Sunday of the month, we're going to talk about uh, cross-cultural. How do we, in our Samarias, how do we cross cultures to people who don't look like us, think like us, or live like us. And so we're going to get to hear from Kevin King, who's one of our supported missionaries in New York City. And uh, he does work constantly all the time with uh, crossing cultures, and we have a lot to learn from him. So hope you'll be here with us over the next several weeks to get equipped. And I hope that you will get engaged by, by using that form either online or pick it up as you go. Daryl, why don't you lead us? in worship as we close.